Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. Welcome, uh, welcome to you all. It's obvious with the uh, number of seats we have here that this is a topic of great interest. On behalf of SACPA and the University of Lethbridge, which assist us, and Country Kitchens, we bid you welcome. There's a basket in the uh, on your table. Will someone be responsible? It's ten dollars, and if you'll contribute that in the basket, and it'll make it easier for the girl when she comes around to collect it. Our <coughs> speaker, who was announced for today, Stuart Wells who is the elected director for this southern region, has been called uh, away on an urgent meeting, and I suspect those of you who are in the farming business will know where he's at right now. Uh, Our speaker today is Glenn Toll. He's the director of farm services for the Canadian Wheat Board, and he's responsible for the operations in Western Canada. He's at Winnipeg, where the staff of uh, 27 are located, and he also is responsible for the 16 farm business reps that are in Western Canada, and uh, also the agricultural relations representatives. There's one in Alberta and one in Manitoba. He's well qualified to speak. He's had more than 30 years experience in the agricultural industry. From all avenues of that, he's a graduate of the University of Manitoba, so I ask him to come up now because I know his topic will be very interesting for all of you. Make sure I got this. Well, thanks very much for the uh, introduction and uh, welcome everyone. It's a pleasure to be here today. Uh, as you can uh, realize, I'm not Stuart Wells, and uh, he's unable to be here today, so I certainly pass on his uh, regards and regrets of not being able to, uh, to be here. But obviously there's lots happening at the uh, Canadian Wheat Board these days, and the Board of Directors were in some uh, emergency meetings this week, and there's uh, other changes taking place as we speak. So by the time I'm uh, done telling you a few things today, uh, by the time we leave, it could be could be something different, but uh, that's the environment we're working in, so I'll, I'll certainly try to give you a bit of perspective of what, what is going on, and, uh, and certainly uh, look forward to questions later on. So today I just thought I'd uh, talk to you a bit about uh, the Canadian Wheat Board, what, is, what the premise is of the organization, uh, what the uh, current Harper government is trying to do to the organization and, uh, and to farmers in Western Canada, also talk about the CWB plebiscite that was held this summer. And uh, Bill C-18, which is the uh, Marketing Freedom for Grain Producers Act that's being uh, currently uh, debated in the House of Commons. And uh, just the ongoing discussions with Ottawa and some of the plans going forward, and then I'll certainly have open it up for questions. So the, the Canadian Wheat Board was established as a uh, marketing monopoly for farmers of Western Canada back in 1935, so we just uh, celebrated our 75th uh, year in business this past year. Uh, The governance uh, structure uh, was changed in 1998 to uh, a board of director structure who had 10 elected board of directors and five appointed by the government. 
the ten board of directors that are elected, uh, uh, Stuart Wells is the elected director in this region. Uh, and so eight out, of the, eight out of the ten current board members were elected on a single desk platform, and two are on a uh, marketing freedom platform, etc. So that just gives you a bit of a breakdown of the board. Uh, all proceeds from the uh, sale of wheat and barley in Durham, malting barley over the course of the year, all proceeds are returned to farmers and less the operating uh, expenses of the Canadian Wheat Board. We also un operate under government guarantees. The government guarantees the initial payments to producers and any subsequent payments that are paid out. Uh, we send forward recommendations on payments that are approved by the government and uh, then we can uh, send out additional payments whether they be interim or final payments to growers. And in the past, we've done a lot of advocacy on behalf of farmers of Western Canada, whether it be transportation issues, international trade. We've had 11 or 12 challenges from the U.S. Uh, over the past years where we've had to defend uh, the operations and the, uh, the interactions in the world markets. And also, we do a lot of branding on behalf of Canadian products worldwide. So... Where we're at right now is the, the CWB Act that is being looked at. It's under 47.1. And uh, basically without reading the whole, the whole context of this statement, but what it is is that the uh, minister responsible for the Canadian Wheat Board is to bring forward, if there's to be any changes to whether it's wheat, barley, etc., or other commodities being added to the Wheat Board, there should be a plebiscite that should be held. It should also be consulted with the Board of Directors before this should take place. And... Uh, the producers, uh, the only way that it would be either included or excluded would be uh, if producers voted for it that way. And this is basically the bone of contention right now, is that this summer uh, the Canadian Wheat Board held its own plebiscite. The Board of Directors decided to go forward with that. And the results uh, I'll talk about in a minute. But that's, that's basically the uh, issue right now, is that the government's pushing forward on Bill 47.1. Uh, the organization uh, Board of Directors who were elected on a platform are being uh, basically disregarded in the, in, uh, in the uh, democracy uh, that uh, is taking place. Oops, went the wrong way. So the plebiscite that was sent out this summer to farmers had uh, questions. It was either, I wish to maintain the ability to market uh, all wheat with uh, the continuing exception of feed wheat sold domestically through the CWB single desk system, or... I wish to remove the single desk marketing system from the CWB and sell all wheat through an open market system. The same applied to feed barley as well. So it was very clear there wasn't the third question involved whether it, uh, you wanted both. It was either you wanted one or the other. And so the results came in after this and it was 62% indicated they wanted to maintain uh, the ability to market all wheat uh, through the Canadian Wheat Board. And 38% said that they wish to uh, go to an open market environment or marketing freedom, as they talk about. Uh, for barley, it was much closer. It was 51% uh, wish to maintain the ability to market uh, grain through the Canadian Wheat Board. And 49% wish to uh, go to an open market type environment or marketing freedom. Uh, this vote was not run uh, shoddily as it's been uh, talked about in the papers or any kind of uh, uh, something that wasn't... Uh, up to standards uh, within Canada. It was ran by Myers Norris Penny, who is a uh, reputable firm across Western Canada and has done many of uh, these types of things in the past. They've uh, administered the Board of Directors elections over the years 
and have done a very good job of it. And in this process, there was over 37,000 ballots that were returned uh, in the process, which was a participation rate of 56%, which is in comparison to any federal or provincial election, uh, it's uh, either better or, uh, or quite a bit better, or uh, I believe the last federal election was somewhere in the 50% range as well. So, so uh, anyway, it just goes to show that it wasn't a, uh, a low voter turnout. It was something that was very, uh, very much on the minds of farmers of Western Canada, and they uh, spoke up and responded. So uh, Bill C-18, as I mentioned, is the Marketing Freedom for uh, Grain Farmers Act, and the legislation will end the single desk as we know it on August 12, 2012. And the uh, government has publicly pledged that they will uh, introduce this legislation and will be, will be passed uh, before the end of the current calendar year. So right now in uh, Ottawa, it's already reached second reading, which is uh, unprecedented that something will get put through this fast. And uh, it's now going uh, to the Senate, or sorry, going to committee for a debate, which has uh, basically been uh, run through very quickly. So their idea of getting to the end of the, having this uh, passed before the end of the calendar year is very much, uh, looks like that's the, exactly what's intended as we go forward. So uh, we uh, certainly will wait to see what, what transpires, but that's what's going on right now in the current environment. So sort of the, the timetable or the details uh, going forward, uh, if this uh, would need royal assent and it would come into to place on August 1st, 2012. Uh, so at that time, the Canadian Wheat Board Act would be amended uh, from what it is today. It would be amended to be a voluntary Canadian Wheat Board system on that date. It would also have the CEO would be appointed. Uh, in the new bill, the current board... Uh, would be the current board would be dissolved, so the ten farmer elected board members that were elected by farmers of Western Canada are now would, would no longer be in charge of the operations, and it will be replaced with only five appointed uh, board of uh, directors by the government. Uh, so they will work in order to provide a new uh, voluntary organization going forward, without any farmer interaction or voice at the table, uh, as we as uh, farmers of Western Canada currently have. And uh, they've also, uh, they're looking at, they're going to allow us to do, us along with any other uh, marketing agencies out there, grain companies can start, do forward, start to do forwarding contracting as we move forward. So um, as we go forward into this realm, uh, farmers will have the choice of either marketing through the Canadian Wheat Board, uh, if that's the same name that we keep as we go forward. I don't know all these details, but I'm just giving you uh, as we know it, know it today. Uh, so they'll have that opportunity to either market through the organization that they want to market through or any others that will be out there. And uh, it also give us, still gives us the option of maintaining uh, pooling, which is very uh, uh, much of an uh, uh, institution that farmers are very uh, uh, glad to have or, or like to use. So that, that is an option that we still be able to use going forward in, in the new environment. And within the next, uh, once this legislation would be passed, we have up to five years as an organization to basically put forward a different business plan to become a different entity. So within that time frame, we could submit a, a proposal to the government that has to be approved by the government and uh, to move forward to whether we were going to become some type of another marketing company or a grain company, et cetera, going forward. So that will all have to be determined, and that has to be approved by the uh, 
the uh, government of Canada. And at that time, if they choose to and say that they don't agree with our plan, they can dissolve the Canadian Wheat Board. So they have quite a bit of uh, uh, they have a bit of quite a bit of power still left in the whole situation, even as we move forward. So it's it is going to be uh, an interesting time in agriculture going forward uh, in Western Canada. So some of the concerns that we've had, or I won't say we've, I'm not on the Board of Directors, but as an organization, uh, the, I know the Board of Directors put forward some key issues that they needed to have uh, satisfied if we were to move forward into this environment. And obviously our organization does not own any capital assets. We don't have any infrastructure in Western Canada. We don't own grain facilities or terminals, any of that type of thing. We, uh, we, so going forward, we would have to build a capital or equity base in order to, uh, to be able to uh, either become on the equal footing or have at least have a bit of a leg up moving into a new environment. Um, we'd also have to have some financing or borrowing guarantees in order to move forward uh, because over the next five years, we are going to have the government involvement, and so they would look at uh, still, still providing financing or borrowing as we, as we move forward. And also uh, on the risk management side, to cover the initial payments that we would be issuing on behalf of farmers, we have to have some way of, of starting off in, as a new entity. And so they've asked, requested a, a $200 million uh, lump sum of money to be able to establish that to move forward. Also, the ownership structure, uh, they, wanted, they wanted to have that looked at as well. Uh, uh, would, would we have a share capital entity? Would we be a private enterprise moving forward? Would we be uh, offer have a share offering, etc.? So we needed to have some dialogue on what type of an organization we could be going forward. Also, the biggest part of the puzzle is is our access to uh, to the either country or port facilities because currently we have handling agreements with all the primary elevators in the in the in Western Canada, along with the terminal elevators. Uh, as we go forward, we'd have to have some access to that. Uh, we can't buy grain in the country and have nowhere to put it. So there's definitely has to be some uh, lots more discussion around how we'll access the marketplace uh, throughout the whole system uh, and and access to the rail uh, capacity as well in Western Canada. So and uh, as I mentioned, export export access as well. Uh, what is our level of authority on the export side currently right now? we export 80% of the grain out of Canada. And uh, going into a new environment, it'll be wide open. So it'll be, there could be uh, numerous amounts of exporters. And how will that work uh, in, the, in the new environment and what type of uh, entity we'll, we will be going forward? So there's lots of questions uh, around this, as you can see. So, sorry, and that's, that kind of gives you a bit of an overview of what's going on uh, at the current state. Uh, even since yesterday, or since we had the, uh, sl basically these slides made up, I'm not sure if you're even aware of some of the latest, uh, latest up, uh, events, but uh, on uh, Tuesday we had an, the Board of Directors had an emergency meeting in Winnipeg and discussed what their plans were uh, are to move forward, and they've decided to actually uh, take the Government of Canada to court as well just for the, uh, the way in which uh, they basically have not uh, listened to the democracy through the plebiscite that came out this summer with 62% uh, of farmers voting in favor of the organization. Uh, the government is bound and determined to move forward with uh, marketing freedom. And uh, so it's kind of ironic that farmers of Western Canada have uh, voiced their opinion. 62% have said uh, this is the organization they want. 
uh, moving forward, on, especially on the wheat side. And uh, I'm not sure, but I've never seen any other uh, uh, government or officials ever get elected by having a lower percentage of the vote than those that, uh, those that had the higher percentage. So it's kind of ironic that in today's world that they're so bound and determined they're going to move forward on, a, on something that to me is uh, very much I ideological and uh, not based on facts. Um, so the board of directors had their uh, meeting uh, that uh, yesterday, and they uh, made a, an announcement uh, about their plans to move forward. And at that time, we had one of our uh, board of directors actually resign. So Henry Voss from the Peace Region actually resigned from the board of directors because he did not agree with the uh, board's stance on moving forward. So as you can see, there's lots of, uh, lots of uh, dynamics that happen even within a couple of days or even a few hours from... Uh, from one, uh, one discussion to the next. So but that's where it is right now. Uh, also this week there's been, uh, well, there's been several rallies in different locations, but uh, there's a large rally that's been planned by the uh, National Farmers Union, uh, the Canadian Wheat Board Alliance, and the Friends of the CWB, and that's going to, going to be held in Winnipeg tomorrow uh, uh, throughout the city of Winnipeg, and we'll end up at the Canadian Wheat Board head office at 423 Main Street. And uh, so I've heard uh, yesterday is uh, just talking to different farmers that I get in contact on the phone with. There's lots of uh, interest across Western Canada, so it'll be quite interesting to see what, uh, what actually transpires and how many people show up tomorrow at that rally. So in support of the Board of Directors and the, the direction that they're taking and uh, taking the organization. So not sure uh, what else I can tell you at this particular... I'm probably ahead of schedule, am I? A little bit ahead of schedule? Okay. Five more minutes? So, uh, and, and uh, as I said, I'm a, I actually am a staff member, and I'm a director of a division within the Canadian Wheat Board. So I'm not a director, elected, uh, elected director like Stuart Wells. So there is certain things that I can and can't comment on because some of it's uh, uh, to be uh, addressed by the, only, only by the chairman of the board. So it kind of limits me to some of the things that I may even be able to respond to in the question period, but I'll certainly do my best. Yes? Oh, yeah, I'm not. I, I guess your questions are after uh, lunch? Okay. What else is there to do? We have 12 minutes till lunch. I just want to make a few comments, and you don't really have to. It's not really a question. No, I'm not, yeah. Okay. I want to give you uh, the, the board was formed in 1935. The board was formed in 1935. You're right on that. It was formed because during the stock market crash in 29, and over the next few years, the prairie pools uh, ended up with a huge surplus of grain. So the board was formed in 1935 to move this grain. Uh, up until 1943, it operated in a dual market scenario. You had your choice. You could sell to the open market or you could uh, sell to the board. In order to stabilize prices, in 1943, the monopoly was formed. And it was uh, legislated until 1948. And in 1948, the government at the time decided to extend the monopoly. Uh, nobody is talking about removing the Canadian Wheat Board. There is a plan to keep the Canadian Wheat Board going 
and the government is going to see fit that it operates for five years, and at the end of five years, it's on its own. So while your points are basically uh, right, it did operate in a dual market scenario, and it operated quite fine for quite a few years, and only the Second World War was the reason that it was turned into a monopoly. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I, that is the, that, yeah, I know that's not really a question, but yes, that is some of the background of the Canadian Wheat Board, but there is a lot of uh, misinformation out there that I, I, hear, I read this in the paper about that, well, the wheat, if the Wheat Board is doing such a great business now, then they should just be able to keep on going, and well, yeah, if we, if we don't have access to, uh, as I explained, if we don't have access to primary facilities to move grain into or port facilities to discharge grain out to the customers worldwide that we're trying to source for, our career is going to be pretty short. So it's, it, it, there's a lot of things out there, and yes, we can, we can uh, go forward, but we have to have things in place. Those discussions have never taken place with the Board of Directors. Uh, Minister Ritz came to the organization and met with him for 20 minutes and told him what he was doing, and he's never been in the organization uh, to any other meetings. He's been invited to board meetings over and over again and has never came. So there's been no dialogue as to how we're to move forward on this issue uh, going forward. Uh, if this is such a great plan going forward for all farmers in Western Canada, wouldn't you think that everyone would have something in the mailbox by now telling you how this is going to work, how this is going to be implemented, how the Canadian Wheat Board will move from what it is today to a new entity? There's been nothing uh, provided to any farmer in Western Canada that I'm aware of, so there's, there's a lot of mis there's a lot of uh, things that are being changed without an awful lot of dialogue around it. So, oh, sorry. Thank you. And the chair has informed me that they're ready to serve lunch, and there's a large crowd here. So after lunch, we will open up for uh, questions. And I want to urge all of you, because there will be a lot of questions, no speeches. If you have a question, ask it. If you're going to make a lengthy speech, we already had one guest speaker. If you're going to make a lengthy speech, I'll have to cut you off, and I don't like to do that. So we'll break for lunch now. You can think of your uh, questions, and uh, we'll go from there. And I'd like to mention uh, now, so it'll simmer in, that next week uh, the program will be on Are You in Favor of Medically Assisted Dying? Our speaker will be uh, John Warren. And so I give you that. And then next week also at the uh, library, or at the uh, university rather, there will be another session on the epidemic and crisis of missing and murdered women in Canada. So give those things some thought and we'll have lunch and then we'll look for your questions. Thank you.